Because right now, like with, like all the war talks, you get a lot of people saying that uh, black people should never go in the military, work for the government. What's your opinion? Because I, I see it totally different. What's your opinion on that? I don't agree because, honestly, you can make the most money working for the government or a government contractor. Right. So, I mean, if if you're trying to make a lot of money, I think that working for being in the defense industry is like the easiest way to do it. So, like I did, you know, I, we haven't gotten into it yet, but I ended up going overseas and my first year overseas, I, I made 150 and I was only 24. I just turned 24. I made 150. And before I went overseas, I was making like 72. So right out of college, I was making 72,000 with my computer science degree. So, but after two years, went overseas and I doubled my income. And your first like 100, at the time, I think it was 105. First 105,000 is tax free. On the way to the top floor. I ain't selling out though, but I'm on the way. Got a lot of room with the motivate. Hold all the moves, I'ma put in place. On the way. Motivation for all the real nigga. On the way. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk cause you too afraid. I'ma just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. On the way. What's up, y'all? So the Millionaire Mindsets team has relaunched our tech subscription service. So it's a platform that sends out motivational texts every day, updates on the podcast, info on investing in real estate, saving tips, and all updates regarding the Millionaire Mindsets podcast. To subscribe, text MMPOD to 24251. Again, to subscribe, text MMPOD to 24251. What's up, y'all? This episode is sponsored by Park Hill Consulting Services. If you're interested in learning how to purchase your first investment property or you need some help getting your finances in order so that you can purchase your first investment property, just contact us at www.parkhillconsultantservices.com and we can get you started. We hope you guys enjoy the rest of this episode. The Millionaire Mindsets Podcast. My name is Deanna Kent, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, Xavier Miller. What's good? What's good? And today, we have another very dope guest joining mm-hmm. us on today's episode. Yep. We got Bees. She's an entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur, engineer, and consultant, and she's about to lot. She's about to drop a lot of game on y'all today. Yeah. And this episode, like we've been, how long we've been talking about this episode? I feel like at least eight. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been a, nah, no bullshit. It's been at least eight months. Like it's been like even before uh, your birthday party in Miami, we was I think we was talking about it before that. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's been a minute. So yeah, I'm 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 super glad to have you on. So usually, you know, for the first question, we always ask our guests. So just giving a background on yourself, just uh, for the people that don't know, just explaining like uh, the start to your journey and all that stuff. Okay. So, you know, first and foremost, thanks for having me on. I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I just wanted to get a couple of things like situated first. Mm. So, you know, I'm Bees. Um, People know me on Twitter, capital SB, um, capital underscore SB. And uh, basically uh, I started out as a software engineer. Um, I got my degree in computer science. I went to VCU in Virginia, um, from Virginia. So I started out and got my, um, got my degree in computer science. And then from there, um, I decided to start doing software engineering and I worked for a government contracting company. So that's kind of why I do the anonymous thing because I have government clearances and, you know, I don't really want to 
I already know. Not going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, me and D, we both prior military. People know we both prior military, and I know how. Like when I was in the military, I never discussed it with nobody. I didn't even tell people because it's you know it's it's that's with the clearances and all that mm-hmm. shit. It's about to come to it. So yeah, yeah but so. I know uh so when people hear like software engineering government contracting like how 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 did that happen cuz I know that's a lot that's a that's a field a lot of people want to get involved in mm-hmm. right yeah so basically I got started um back when I was in high school so back when I was in high school I was doing tech stuff like I played basketball that's that's really all I did and my dad always told me you know you going to do tech like cuz that's what he he did he went in the military and he did technical stuff as well um, so I started out doing tech. I was going to a technical school every other day. Um, and I ended up getting my CompTIA A plus certification when I was 16. So when it was time for me to go to college, I was just like, okay, you know, I don't know what I want to do exactly, but it's going to be in tech. And I just kind of looked at the, um, I looked at the fields. So like IT versus software engineering. And I saw that software engineers make on average like six figures. So that's how I decided to go into software engineering. And so I ended up getting um, my first internship at a bank. Um, and this bank works for one of the uh, government agency, three-letter agencies. So that's how I got my first clearance, my secret clearance when I was 19. Dang. So you, they used to, oh, so, so you started working with them when you was 19? Yeah. Yeah. I started yeah. when I was 19. I think we started the process when I was 18, but the clearance didn't finish till I was 19. Right, right. So, so I got that first internship. Um, I worked there for about a year and a half. And then I ended up applying for an internship for the Air Force. So I worked for the Air Force for, it was on and off for a year and a half. I was up in Boston going back and forth for all my breaks. Um, and I was up there doing like electronics engineering. But it, it was really, it's really like system engineering, honestly. So um, so I did that. I did that for a year and a half on and off. And then I finally got my first internship uh, as a software engineer with a government contracting company. So I, I landed that my junior year. So I, you know, basically my foot was in the door. Everything was all good my junior year, and I just I I got an offer from them, but I decided to go somewhere else. Uh, by the time I had, by the time I had actually graduated college, I had I think seven or eight different offers from um, the government, like DOD, uh, government contracting companies. So you know, I just went where the money was, honestly. Yeah, and that's a smart move, and that makes sense. And for the people that's hearing this, and they they hear you say, uh, like your clearance took a year. I just want to say that's that's how the shit works. Just for people that might be trying to get a government job or whatever. Like I used to work information protection, and I used to see the cases. Be a, it could be a year, it could be two years. Shit, like yep. them clearances, they could take a minute depending on your situation. Especially if you got like a a background that's like you go all over the place. If you was overseas or something, it could take a minute. <laughs> background if you're all over the place if you got foreign ties whether it's like you know your family's still overseas or you know your girlfriend or boyfriend is from overseas that's going it's going to take the process longer and i got my top secret clearance it actually took two years exactly 24 months i started the process february 2015 it wasn't done until february 2017 yeah that's that's usually how it goes and for you working with um government agencies pretty much since the age of 19, has it been, would you say, like an enjoyable experience and would you recommend it to somebody else? Because it's kind of like a lot of mixed reviews on how people feel working with the government. Right. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on your personality. Like if you're not going to give up, you know, smoking weed and doing drugs and whatever type of illegal activities you're doing you might want to just forget about it because it's it's literally a lifestyle change and that's that's the difference so 
it's a lifestyle change when you decide to work with the government, you want to do DOD or government contracting or a three letter agency, it's a lifestyle. So if you aren't ready for it, you're not serious for it. I say, don't do this. You won't be wasting your time. That's real. That's game right there. And how did like, man, this, this question just came in my head. It's like, how do you feel about, cause right now, like with like all the war talks, you get a lot of people saying that, uh, Black people should never go in the military, work for the government. What's your opinion? Because I, I see it totally different. What's your opinion on that? I don't agree because, honestly, you can make the most money working for the government or a government contractor. Right. So, I mean, if if you're trying to make a lot of money, I think that working for being in the defense industry is like the easiest way to do it. So, right. like I did, you know, I, we haven't gotten into it yet, but I ended up yeah. going overseas. And my first year overseas, I, I made 150 and I was only 24. I just turned 24. I made 150. And before I went overseas, I was making like 72. So right out of college, I was making 72,000 with my computer science degree. So, but after two years, went overseas and I doubled my income. And your first like 10, at the time, I think it was 105. First 105,000 is tax free. So, yeah, yeah, that's the, that's, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. For people that don't know that, that when you go overseas, a lot of that money be tax free. So you pocketing a whole lot of fucking money, especially if you over there for an extended period of time. For mm-hmm. You come back, you come back caked up. And just in general, it's just so many different benefits that comes with being like either in the military or having a government job that a lot of mm-hmm. people don't know about or don't take the time to do the research on. But mm-hmm. kind of diving into you being overseas, how did that come about? What was the decision like to make that transition? Um, so it's crazy. So I'm, I'm from the D.C. area. I'm from Arlington, Virginia. So back in like, I think, 2003, 2004, this is when, you know, Afghanistan stuff was popping off heavy back then. So I would see like a black person come back from overseas and they buy a BMW all cash. They buy. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I swear they buy a big house out in Bowie, Maryland, all cash. Like those houses out there are huge. So they come back buying houses and cars all cash. And I'm in high school and I'm like, OK, you know, well, I wasn't in high school at the time, but uh, I started high school like 2006. But once I got there, I was like, OK, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going overseas and I don't care how I have to do it. So that was that was really my goal. Do whatever I have to do to get overseas because I figured that's the way to make the most money, save the most money, and then invest the most money. Mm-hmm. That's I'm I'm so glad we had you on because this game, right? Because you know, usually you know the entrepreneur talks is extremely important. The business owner talks is extremely important. But at the end of the day, we know that's not for everybody. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. some people it might be best for them to take this route, but a lot of people don't really know about this route they just know about going to college and trying to find a job here or or anywhere but they don't know the government like defense that's that's big like you get a job right there that's better than most jobs after college for real right yeah (laughs) and then the thing about it too is if you want to go overseas you don't have to do it as like an engineer or anything like that most of the jobs overseas are in security um, operating and maintaining Mm -hmm. basically just fixing parts uh, fixing and replacing parts. Um, there's some IT jobs like system administrator, information uh, yep. assurance, and then there's some engineering jobs. Like honestly, I made it overseas in a very small subset. There aren't a lot of straight up engineering jobs overseas. So, mm-hmm. and then there's also like logistics and safety and quality assurance, and then there's site managers too. There's electricians, mm-hmm. welders. Like it, yep. it goes on and on. It's a lot of like labor intensive jobs. So, you know, back in the day when Afghanistan was popping off, you know, people, they were 
they were doing security making six figures tax-free tax-free mm-hmm. tax-free i want people to really understand that part the tax-free part that's what a that's where the major play come in at, for real. You know what I'm saying? And like you like you said, cause some people I think is they get kind of uh misconstrued. They think it's just like like engineering jobs over there. But no, it's all like you said, electric, like all kinds of shit. Like whatever you could think of, the government needs it as well, especially when yeah. they go over their bases over. Well, they gotta they gotta maintain those bases. They gotta build them, they have to maintain them, you gotta keep it running. And then like the the biggest thing that helps you save money while you're overseas is you're living for free. They pay for your food. <laughs> like they pay for everything. They pay for your food. They pay for your housing. They pay yeah. for your car. And then on top of that, you get bonuses. Either it's, it depends on the contract, but you can get a bonus every quarter, or you can get a bonus twice a year. It, you know, it just depends. But it's just so much money to be made overseas. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's so crazy. And then, and then it's so like just so people when they hear this, they don't think it's like. Uh, military style living once you deal on a contract mm-hmm. it's completely different like i was there military so we had to stay in the dorms had to we didn't have to ebs but you know like we didn't want to spend no money right but when you there on like you know saying a contractor you kind of live you living way better than actual military people right, right. <laughs> so, so that's the thing so it really it all depends on your contract so you can either go overseas and you can be in remote areas. And when I say remote, I'm not talking about remote remote working from home. Some people get that confused. I'm talking remote. Like you might be, when I worked in Taiwan, I was working on a mountain. Like that's remote. Like I was working on a mountain. The city was two hours away, you know? So you might be in places like that where it's not the best kind of living. But then in, on the other hand, I got some friends that work that work and live in Dubai. So they living in, in two bedroom condos in Dubai. Yep. And they live in the best life ever. Cars paid for. They got a condo paid for. And they don't plan on ever coming back to the States. You know, that's not for me, but some people, that's how they are. Like, a lot of people overseas don't plan on coming back. Facts. Mm-hmm. That's facts. That's exactly how it is. Once you, once you get over there, you and me people, you'll be like, yeah, how long you be, you've been here? They'll be like, shit, I've been here eight years. you be like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you like, when you going home? They be like, I don't know. I don't plan mm-hmm. on it. And they be making so much money and that tax free shit. It's like they don't be they don't be wanting to come home to like a lot of them don't want to come home to like they retiring type shit. Right. And but it makes sense though. Yeah. Even if <laughs> they don't come home, some of them will yeah. retire in Thailand or the Philippines or Bali. Some just don't ever go back home. Like because imagine yeah. you make all that money. You making a hundred thousand a year tax free for 10 years, that's like a million dollars. Right. Like a million dollars broke. You don't have to go back to the States. You can live overseas in one of those countries and be living like a king for the rest of your life. <laughs> Man, I, hope, I hope I hope people listen to this. They take they take that into uh consideration. into into consideration for real because it's definitely something to think about. Yeah, it's, you know, for real, it's definitely something to think about. It's a lot, like you said, it's a lot of money over there, mm-hmm. especially when you deal with government contractors. They got they shit. It's damn near unlimited for real as far as money. Yep, it's unlimited. <laughs> I'm telling you, they give out billions yeah. like it's a dollar. So <laughs> if you can get a contract, you good. Yeah. And a lot of people just got to get over the fear of like trying new things because when they think of just moving overseas and living away from family and all that, that kind of holds them back from right. taking that leap of faith right. and just going for it. Because, you know, like you say, it could change your life. It could be a completely different experience and you might not want to come back. Right. Yeah. When I left, I was 24. You know, that's that's young. I had just graduated college at 22. My whole family told me not to leave. 
but I still went anyway. Like I only had one friend. He had, he would he had just left to go overseas in February, and I left in April. And he was like, "I'm telling you, go overseas and change your life." You know, now almost three years later, you know, my life has changed. Um, I'm good, honestly. I don't I really don't have to work if I don't want to because of my investments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> like I like that too. and just uh. Yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about that. Like how important. Like we all we all know how important that is. But you could just yeah, you could just go into it yourself. Just saying like uh, the things, different things you've done to get to uh, this position now. Um. So I mean, you know, like I said, so I was overseas. I, I was stacking up. First thing was I had to get out of debt. I had a ton of debt before I left. Like so, because I was able to make good money straight out of school. I ended up buying a townhouse right out of college. So I was 23 years old, bought a brand new, new construction townhouse for like $300,000. Should have never did that. But (laughs) long term, it'll all work out. But, you know, I should have never did that. So, so, you know, I had to, I had to get out of debt. I had credit card debt that I paid off. So, you know, first I paid all my credit card debt off when I was overseas and then crypto started popping all crazy in 2017 and it didn't like i just I was able to just make a lot of money i made a lot of money in crypto um and i was i was able to start investing with with hugo honestly like Hugo helped out a lot like he's the one who he helped me out a lot so i've been investing with him you know and i just want to keep investing with him long term and i also have like i still have the townhouse so i get some rental income from that and and then I still do consultation and stuff like that as well. So that that helps me out with my income. So you know I haven't been to work in like three months. Man, that's crazy. That's and, and, shout, and shout out to Hugo. That's my guy, man. That's my that's my dude. He he, he official. Right. And uh, uh, yeah. So speaking on you spoke you spoke on crypto for a second. So it's it's twenty twenty. You know, so it's it, the talks kind of quiet. <laughs> the, the talks is kind of quiet down. But what I believe, and I've been saying this since. 2018 i've been saying i think i think the end of 2020 first quarter of 2021 i could be wrong i just want to say that so i don't nobody listen to this and then they're gonna put all their money in this shit i could be wrong but i think it's gonna pop off what you what you think what you think about crypto you think it's dead or what you think i mean i think with the upcoming recession i don't think crypto is dead um just like we saw what yesterday when uh when i ran into bombing iraq you know gold went up Bitcoin went up, silver went up. So those are traditionally stores of value. Well, Bitcoin is new. So it's supposed to be a new store of value. So, I mean, I think that Bitcoin is going to end up going up a lot over um, over the next year or two. So I think it's, something, yeah. it's good to have your money in if that's something you want to do. But just know it yeah. and don't go all in. So Facts. Don't, <laughs> go, don't go all in because that shit could be... It could be a rocky motherfucking road, especially if you're new to investing. You would fucking lose your mind. Hey, man, look, like, like I said, 20, 2017 was crazy. So when the market had crashed, my portfolio went from like 250000 down to like fifty k. So, yeah, and it was like this. It was like overnight. And I'm like, wow, like all that money was just gone, you know. So I was able to get some back up because, you know, it had bounced back real quick. But yeah. Like a lot of it was gone, so it's just like you can lose your money for sure. You you just never know. Mm-hmm. Damn, <laughs> that's, the risk you take. that's no, that's that's the risk you take when you fucking with crypto. You gotta you gotta know that and then pretty much accept it and just kind of be like, all right, I'm gonna leave this here. I'm gonna let it stress me, get me down, type shit. Mm-hmm. I'm cool, right? Yeah, it was a rough time, but you know you get through it. So you just gotta yeah. know that you'll always be able to make more money. 
that's real. And uh, speaking of, you spoke on your consultations as well. So just for the people that don't know, like uh, when they book a consultation with you, like what is like, like what 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 would they be getting out of it? Um, so I offer three different consultations. So I offer um, the overseas blueprint, which will help people go overseas um, because it's a, it's a process. It's not something that right. can happen overnight. So and I'm giving you million dollar games with that with that consultation right there. So and I got some people already know. close to it. Yeah. Um, I already know. <laughs> yeah, so I have, <laughs> I have that one, and I have a co- career planning consultation. Uh, it's mainly for people in like IT and tech and engineering, but uh, they helps people come up with a plan if they want to transition into IT and tech. Um, and then I also have like a financial revamp consultation that helps people uh, fix their finances. You know, if, if, you, if you don't have any kind of budget or you have no idea what anything is financially or what's going on in your life financially, I can help you with that. Yeah, so, so. I was, I, I just want to say, for people that's listening, definitely book a consultation on mm-hmm. her. Like, if, if, if don't even think about it. If you if you got to think about, do I need it? Book that shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, straight up, for real. Because like you said, that's that's life-changing game. There's a lot mm-hmm. of information that uh, people need to know about. And you got to understand, you ain't going to get this shit for free all the time. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to get... Yeah all the life-changing information for free so you can't expect and think to get it for free you're gonna have to pay a lot of the times so you gotta be willing to pay but if you're serious about transio your situation you will pay right it's simple as that right exactly so and if they want to book a consultation they can book one at bookwithbees.com so that's bookwithbees.com and then i also have a, a financial literacy book coming out as well so, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, it's called a financial starter kit um, gain financial literacy and avoid the pitfalls of the American dream. So, but something I wanted to ask you um, when I was on your website and I was looking at all your different consultations mm-hmm. on it, but I read your bio and something you said was at one point in time, you were investing 80% of your income oh. and living off of the other 20%. So how, how did that even come about and what was that like for you? Was it hard or like, how did you manage to do that? I did that when I was overseas. So like I said, you know, if you're living for free, most of your expenses are on your house, your car and food and whatever else BS you spending it on. So if you if you really just buckle down like overseas, if you can get rid of those big expenses, you can save a lot of money. So even if you can cut your like rent in half, you'll be able to save at least 30 percent of your money, I'm sure. So, you know, th- those are the big expenses. Um, and then also with, with your car, too. Like, if it's a lot of people out here that, that's paying, like, between three to $600 a month on a car. So those are huge expenses. If you could take that money and invest it instead, you'll get you'll get much further. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's, that's, that's major right there. Because people, when people hear uh, stuff like that, when they hear people saving 80% of their money, like 70, even 50, people be like, what? How? How is that possible? When I like money is uh, is basic, but it's complex too. That's how I look at it. Like you know, what I'm saying at the, at the at the most simplest form, it's basic as hell. You know, what I'm saying uh, save more than you spend. Make you know, what I'm saying make sure you're trying to make a decent amount. It's basic concepts, but mm-hmm. for a lot of people, they struggle with like those basic concepts. So when they hear somebody like doing that they like wait they think it's like some kind of crazy strategy you got to be doing but (laughs) it's really not for real no no i mean i I think you should just do what you can do you know don't you don't have to be too extreme if you want to do that much you know you can do that much but i know for sure a lot of people can save 20 percent of their income 
minimum you should be saving 10%. You should always be paying yourself first, 10% of everything that you make. So, and I talk about that in the book as well. So it's just, you know, really, if you, if you avoid those traps that America sets out for you, like, you know, most, most Americans now, the average car payment is $500 a month. And then the average term is, I believe, uh, 72 months. So you paying $500 a month for six years, six years with interest. That's a lot of money. And that's not even that's supposed to get car insurance, maintenance, gas. Like, that's a lot of money. If you, right. If you put that into an investment account, $500 a month for, for six years, six. that'd be great. Right. Yeah. I just did some math on it as well. I think I had did it. Um, if you put $500 a month into an investment account, making 7% a year, uh, if you do that for eight years, you'll have, I think, $85,000 after eight years. And then if you just let that money sit and grow for 10 more years, you'll have about $160,000. So, I mean, your car is really, it could be taking up all your money. So that's the big one. Like people, they just, they want to have the nicest car. And I really, I don't believe in that. I don't think you really need the nicest car. Not if you're trying to focus on building wealth. You know, this car is not going to help you save up, you know, however much money you want. It's not going to help you uh, increase your investment. It's it's just not going to help like that. No, that's facts. That's so real because the the car could be like I, like I was talking about on Twitter. It's really just an ego thing off the top anyway. But it's not going like you said. It's not going to help you get to like if you're trying to get a meal. It's not going to help you get to that point unless you drive an Uber or some shit with your car. But if you're not doing right, if you're not doing none of that. It's really not going to be been. A, it's just a car at the end of the day. Like you say, you ain't you ain't uh so into like just having the, that highest quality if you. Like I'm pretty much the same way. Like I always talk about how I still drive a Nissan. I mean, I, we, I don't got, I don't have to. Right. It's just like when I go out of town, like how for your birthday, I'll risk something nice. If I'm out of town, like let's get something nice. Mm-hmm. I want to have it for a couple of days. Right. But home, I don't need that. When I'm driving back, like, right, who, who the fuck I'm trying to impress? <laughs> I ain't, yeah, I ain't, no ain't no point for real. So it's like I'm. I just stuck it out, and it, it's it's beneficial. You got a low payment or no payment at all. Like you said, that could be five hundred, four hundred dollars a month. You could be putting the stash, just stash, 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 right? Yeah, like I'm, I'm just like you. Like I got a Accord. I got a two thousand three Accord, and I have no payment, of course. And my um car insurance is only thirty two dollars a month. And in my head, you keep trying to tell me like, yo, just just go lease another car. You make enough money, you can go lease a car or buy a car tomorrow. And I'm like, why? There's, there's nothing wrong with this car at all. It's it's reliable. It's never broken down. I don't need a new car like, you know, yeah. until until I want a new car, until there's something like actually wrong with the car mechanically. Then right. I'll go get another one and I'll just buy another Honda probably for like five thousand dollars and call it a day. Buy it all. Call it. Call it. I was going to say like that need to feel like you got to constantly upgrade your um, living style just because you're making more money is what, ca- what catches a lot of people up. Because that's lifestyle. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I say it all the time on Twitter. People make 40K, the next you know they go and buy a CLA. They buy a CLA Benz, and then they can't afford any maintenance. They can't afford nothing on it, and it's taking up all their money. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's, but they driving a Benz. That's how, that, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's how it goes a lot of times. But, you know, when you come from, usually when you come from nothing, that's how it goes. You know what I'm saying? You, you can make some money. You really understand it like this, so you and you, your mindset still on the present, people. Right. And it's like, all right, let me let me go get this. Mm-hmm. And it's like you like you just saying, it ain't really 
that beneficial towards you for real. I feel like when I really uh got a crazy, crazy, I'm still probably gonna be cheap at that point. Like, I don't know. I'll just be having a hard time financially committing <laughs> to shit like that. I don't I'll just be like, I'll be in a, every time I go to the dealership, I'll just be like, like, damn, I know I can get this shit. I'll be just thinking, like, do I need this though? Like <laughs> I'm cool. Right. I don't need, like, like, why do it I do? happen so many times. Yeah, it, it happens all the time. So many it happens all the time. Especially if you really they fault, though, because you know how they'll bullshit you. They'll be wasting your time. Mm-hmm. And when they waste your time, I'll be thinking, like, do I need this? Then my time, they come to a good deal. I'll be like, yeah, I'm cool. Well, I'm, never mind. And they like, damn, bro. I'm like, like, y'all, be up front, <laughs> if you was up front, I don't know, I'm coming in the car, but when you get to think about it, you'd be like, man, I could get point A to point B, I'm still good, my gas low, insurance low. Mm-hmm. It's like a no-brainer, right. if you really about to agree. Exactly. It's like a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And then as long as you got Bluetooth, you know, you're good to go. So, I mean, <laughs> nowadays, any car that's, that's at least a 2015 is going to have Bluetooth, so you buy like, uh-huh. a used 2015. You're gonna be straight, and it's not like it's some old raggedy car or nothing like that. So yeah. people think they need the newest car, and it's the most reliable, it's the best car. Like you don't even need it. You can buy a used car that's like five years old, three to five years old, and you'd be out here good. Yeah, that's right. It's like like uh one of my friends, he was telling me this girl, she she just bought a new truck, and he was saying her payments, and she a teacher by the way. He said I think he said her payments was nine hundred dollars, eight nine hundred dollars. It was a, a, a Tahoe. Yeah. Yeah, but he said nine hundred dollars or something, and that's not what that's without insurance. Mm, I know she getting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like, come on, bro. Like, what's going on? Yeah. Like, we we really we really just saying all this for people that's listening. If you if you thinking about it, like you if you serious about your money, don't buy that new whip, bro. Just keep stacking, stacking your money up. If you hit some more licks or you get some get your bread up some more, all right. Cool, you could cool to think about it. Cool, probably go get it. Me personally, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? I'm cheap like that. You ain't got to be as cheap as me. Right. Right. I mean, eventually, I'm going to get something nice, but you know. Right. Right. Yeah, or at least establish um, some other streams of income or get some assets that's going to pay for it. Right. Right. But then, once you think like that, though, I realize once you think like that and you do, because each new stream of income I get, I don't think, oh, now, now this is gonna pay for my car. I think, oh shit, this is gonna pay for something. Right, <laughs> pay, like, you, right. You think you be thinking like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get this, and then I'm gonna get the car. But then you be like, when you get it, it's like, nah, let's do something else now. Right, like, right. Let's go make us some more money. So yeah, that's that's yeah, it's usually hard for that to happen. But uh, I want to talk about uh, gift guitars. Do you mind talking about that for the people that don't, that's not aware of it? Yeah. So um, so gift is my app. Uh, I had it built by a developer back in 2016. Um, like I said before, you know, I'm a software engineer. I was a software engineer, but I never did any mobile development. So, you know, people come to me all the time and they're like, oh, you know, I want to learn how to code to to build an app. And I mean, honestly, I think it's cheaper and it'll save you way more time if you just just pay somebody to develop it. So you can find a developer. They'll they'll make the app for you and and you're good to go. You know, you might have a finished product within a month versus it could take you a year to build the app by yourself. Um, but yeah. Yeah, so getting into Gifitize, uh, the app is Save Gifts and Videos from Twitter, and it's it's only for iPhone right now. And we're working on having it out for Android, and then we're also working on like building an entire platform around it. So that's what we're trying to get done for twenty twenty. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. What was the uh, inspiration behind the app? Like, how did you come up <laughs> with the idea of it? 
Honestly, you you already know. I'm always on Twitter. So <laughs> on Twitter, you can't save GIFs or videos with, with the app. So and then there was no other way to do it. Nothing that I could find. So I was asking around like I asked Quan. I don't know if y'all know who Quan is. But yeah. I asked Quan, like, you know, you know how to do this. And he's like, nah, I wish we could do it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make this app. I'm going to come out with it. Um, So like three years later, you know, recently we just crossed uh, 400,000 downloads. So we, we're doing pretty good. So just trying to keep growing the app and then just keep, just keep scaling it up. Really. Damn, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. That's cause that's, a, uh, that's just something dope in itself that shows that you got a, a creative mindset. Cause most people, I'm sure they wouldn't thought of like, if they see that problem, cause that's just fixing the problem. Right. That's, that's like it. entrepreneurship at this core, just fixing the problem. Most people don't think they would even recognize that. Yeah. think of like let me just make something yeah yeah i mean that's that that was really my first business really honestly that was the first entrepreneur type venture that i took like was giftized so mm. yeah so everybody go download that if you use twitter yeah. go download it it's g-i-f-i-t-i-z look it up on the app store definitely and it's a it's a it's a dope platform as well it's, it's uh something dope to use especially if you own twitter a lot and you constantly using gifts and stuff. Like you said, you can't save them, so you got to go <laughs> look for the shit every time. Be like, damn, man. <laughs> it could be annoying for it. Sound, it might sound like it's nothing, but if you're on Twitter, like, you know exactly mm-hmm. what I mean. Right. Yeah. And, uh, something else I want to talk about is uh, you being anonymous on social media. And this is something I always I always want to ask you, because I, like, every time I see somebody that's anonymous, it's dope to me, because it's like, damn, they still get their, like, privacy for real like i might know him personally but i know the rest of y'all don't y'all have no idea for real so but but do you feel like has it been like beneficial towards you and all the things you do or do you think sometimes it's like a it could be setbacks in ways um i don't don't really think it's a setback uh besides the besides the fact that you know i just i just don't show myself on social media but to me i want to keep that privacy because like we spoke about before I, i do the government contracting and i have the clearances and stuff but you know, I don't I don't see it as a setback at all. Um, and it beneficial, like I said, I keep my privacy. So the benefits is that I don't I don't really have to worry about nobody walking up to me like, oh, I know you. Like I've seen plenty of followers in person and they don't know who I am. <laughs> so, you know, if I rock with you, of course, I'm going to say something. But if I don't know you like that, you know, I'm not going to say anything. How, do you feel like um, being anonymous has uh, affected your business in any shape or form as far as like the app and things like that? No, nah, not really. I mean, I think the app probably could be bigger if I was non-anonymous. Like Tirza, that's what we're working on this year. <laughs> so I want to be talking at conferences and doing things like that, doing more oh, public speaking events. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you are going to be in SAC next week. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to make it because I was supposed to be leaving on Sunday. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. Damn. I know. Yeah, I, I forgot that. Yeah, I'll Damn. be there. That's <laughs> 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 all good. We, 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 after something else will come up, we'll make yeah, it up for There's going to be plenty of other stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so getting back, I want to talk about uh, like the government contracting some more just for the people that's not because I was just talking to a friend of mine and they and he was trying to get into he's like yeah I'm trying to get into this and I'm like because I, I don't know exactly if like do you know it do you have to have some kind of form of college education to get it to get started with government contracting so it, it really depends on what which field you're trying to go into so if you're trying to do you know like security and stuff like that no not really and if you're trying to do um 
like maintenance, like O&M or type work. No, you don't okay. need it. And then even IT. But the, this is like the caveat. You need a lot of experience. So mm. a lot of people that are overseas have prior military experience. I'm going to say probably like 98% of prior military. That's why people ask me all the time, like, oh, you know, are you in the military? No, I'm not. I've never been in it. So, but everybody you work with overseas is going to be in the military. So they're going to expect you to have experience. So if you're trying to get into government contracting, you're not doing it without experience or a degree. It's just not happening. Yeah, because they're going to give the military or ex-military members priority first yeah. anyway with that application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, th- I thought you was... Uh... For the longest, I thought you was prior military too, since I knew you worked for a government. Like, geez, you gotta be uh, prior military because most, like you said, most of them are. Yeah, yeah, pretty much everybody is, but no, nah, I, I wasn't. You know, I went straight from college straight into government contracting. I was already doing it before college, so. And, and, and this, I'm pretty sure, uh, like, can we, you, I think you kind of said this earlier. Do you like uh, advise most people? to go that route instead of the typical get a job. I mean, go to college and look for a job, like, close to relative to home type. Wait, what do you mean? Like, do you advise people to take that route instead of, you know, the typical mm-hmm. you go to college, get a job, like, a little corporate job close to home? Um, I, I would I would say I definitely believe people should go to college just because um, right now they're trying to make it to where the bachelor's degree is like a high school diploma. High school. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of job wrecks where they're like for just yesterday I saw it on Twitter. They, they said it was a cashier position paying like twelve dollars an hour and it required a four year degree. So you see it's getting crazy out here. <laughs> so so i mean i definitely I, I recommend people to to go to college if, if that's you know if that's the route you want to go go to college and you just got to do it right you know you got to get internships while you're in college take your school take your classes serious you know try to graduate with at least a 3.0 gpa and and network really mm-hmm. you'll be all right yeah. And something um you kind of like mentioned throughout the conversation is like the American trap. So for our listeners who really don't know what exactly that is, can you explain what it is and how you feel like the system, how you could beat the system in a sense? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really think the American trap is go to college and then but go to a university that you can't afford and end up getting like six figures in loans. That's what that's what they recommend to you. They try to tell you like you need to go to the best school possible and get the best degree from that school, um, which isn't true. You don't need to do that. Like you can you can go two years um, at a community college and then to and then transfer in state to a university or college in your in your state, and then you could just finish your last two years there. That'll significantly cut the cost of college. Um, another thing is too, we've been talking about it the whole time, cars, like cars is the biggest wealth drain that there is. So, you know, everybody has car loans and stuff like that, but it doesn't have to be you. Like you can have a car loan, but it don't need to be a $30,000 car loan. Like say, if you only make 40 K bless you, if you only <laughs> you have no business, you know, getting a car that costs 20,000 because that's half of your income. That, that's just right. too much, you know. So if you keep your income, uh, if you if you end up getting a, a car that's a certain percentage of your income, you'll do better. Um, another thing is like weddings. When you get married, like people are going into debt just to have weddings, uh, which is crazy. Like I think they said the average wedding costs thirty thousand dollars, which is insane. You know, people don't have that cash, so they they're going into debt for a wedding. Um, 
uh, buying houses as well. People are buying way more house than they need. Um, there's, there's, like I said, I made that mistake. I had no business buying a $300,000 house right out of college. You know, I just did it because people said, Hey, you know, that's something you can do. You're supposed to buy a house. That's what I did. Um, but I shouldn't have did that. I should have got something probably cheaper and that I could fix up, honestly, something that I could fix up, maybe get a 203k loan to fix it up instead. But I, but I really wanted to do was get uh, a threeplex in Southeast DC, live in one unit, and then run out the other two. But yeah, it, it just didn't happen. But when you like laid out like that, it's like really you just kind of, in a sense, setting yourself up for failure right off the jump. Like eighteen, straight in college, student loan debt, get out, then you get a brand new car that's more debt, yep. then you get married. That's more debt. Plus, house. you taking on their debt. Then you get the car, the house. Then you had kids. Yep. That's just like you digging yourself into a hole. Yeah, like from, from the day you turn eighteen, you don't dug yourself into what? this never in hole. Yeah, yeah, people don't think about it that deep. Like, and that's how America's. You know, that's how they survive. Of other, of everybody else debt for real. Yep, everybody else debt. Everybody trying to keep up with the Joneses, but like you can do it without going into that type of debt. You don't. You don't have to. You don't have to go into crazy mm-hmm. debt. Like, you know, you can look up and see what um, income, the field that you're trying to go into, what the average income is before you go to college. Uh, th- like, there's ways to do it, and I, I explain it in the book. So mm-hmm. you don't have to go into crazy debt to to live the life that you want. Mm-hmm. That's and right. I think most importantly is just having a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, just have an idea of what you want. Because a lot of this can, you could avoid making a lot of these mistakes if you just know exactly what you want to do with your life and what you want to get out of it. Right. And, and even if you don't know what you want to do, I'm telling you, like, if you just do, like, right. do some research and then kind of think, OK, right. maybe I think I do like this. I think so many people just go into it blind. They don't do any research nowadays. They just they literally just jump into the water blind, have no idea what they're doing. And they're just trying to navigate that way. And they don't they don't know what to do. Yeah. Yep. Or they taking advice from people who don't know no better. Yeah, I think I, I think that's important, too, what you just said, like what you not you don't have to know all the time what you want to do mm-hmm. like so many people they think they got to have a whole script planned out like step by step when I mean, you really necessarily don't like me personally i don't know what the fuck i wanted to do i just say all right i'm gonna join the military and i'm gonna figure it out right. <laughs> right. i'm gonna figure it out what i mean so that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what i did i had five years of me just figuring it out while i was in it was like boom okay mm-hmm. cool other other than i could have been in school not knowing wasting money at least I was making money while I was figuring it out. You right, know what I'm exactly. Getting experience, all that shit. It, it, it definitely plays into a part. So you definitely don't have to know exactly what you want to do. As long as you make some kind of steps where you're not just standing in one spot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's mm-hmm. important. You just got to be a little more careful with college. Because like you said, the military, you're making money. But with college, you're losing money. So mm-hmm. at least with that, just kind of have do some research and have some type of idea how you're going to use this college degree to get you ahead once you obtain it. Right, right. And that's why I said, you know, two years of community college, that's just your prereqs. That's it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like you got to go to an expensive school to get do the prerequisites for your first two years. <laughs> you can figure out what you want to do after that. Like with me, I didn't, I didn't know exactly what I want to do. I just knew I was going to do something tech related. And I knew I was going to get overseas some way, somehow. <laughs> so that's really yeah, that's and uh, so like uh, for the people that listen to this and they hear you, we we talk about overseas a lot. Is it is this something 
I don't want to say it's something where they don't have to worry about, depending on where you go. But do you think it's uh, because a lot of people they they hear overseas and they like fuck that, I ain't going. Especially right now, it's, <laughs> they like yo, I ain't, I ain't I ain't with it. So what like do you think? I'm trying to I'm trying to think of how how can I word this question right? Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out because it's like. Cause I know a lot of people they want they want to get into contracting, man. But like I said, they hear overseas and they immediately think like, man, I ain't trying to be in a war zone mm-hmm. type shit. And they get they get they get real nerves and they talk themselves out of it. It's like I don't want to be I don't want to be the one that be like, hey, bro, it ain't gonna be like that. Cause I could be like, oh, you might end up in the fucked up. <laughs> you might end up somewhere fucked up. So I like, 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 <laughs> told me he told me I was gonna be all right. But what you, what you think about this? Well, when it comes to contracting, you know, you get to pick and choose where you want to go, depending on the opportunity that's available. So, you know, you don't you don't have to go war zone, war zone, meaning Afghanistan, Iraq, Iran, stuff like that. You don't have to go there. Some people prefer to because you get hazard pay. You might you might make the most money, but, you know, you can do something else. You can go to any other country that's available. Um, So, you know, I haven't been to a war zone. Uh, when I go to Qatar in a couple of weeks or next week, um, that'll be my first time going to the Middle East, and it's still not war zone. No, yeah, it's, it's, definitely, it's, it's definitely not. Mm-hmm. Unless, yeah, yeah. But uh, so, what do you think about this? Like, you on Twitter a lot, so I'm pretty sure you see this. It's always a, a battle between. I always see a battle between. It's just people with different mentalities, so it'd be a misunderstanding. It's the people that have like abundance mentality where they think. You know what I'm saying? I could do whatever I want to do out here. Like, ain't nothing stopping me between the people that's like, you got the crowd of people like, nah, you can't do this. Nah, we can't. Nah, what? Like, they said, <laughs> you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. what, is, what, is your, what is your uh viewpoint on that? I mean, honestly, it has to do with your with your mindset and your mentality. But but then at the same time, sometimes it, it some people come off kind of like harsh with what they're saying. You know, yeah. so if if you <laughs> if you come <laughs> off harsh, you know some people they they gonna give you resistance, they gonna give you pushback. So which is fine, yeah. you know what I'm saying, as long as you're ready for it. But I just feel like you know I think that everybody can change their life. I think that everybody can reach financial freedom, financial independence. It just really just all comes down to you sticking to a plan and and you know finishing out that plan and being disciplined. So I mean I just think that it's in everybody's best. Uh, interest to have an abundance mindset like so I know exactly what you're talking about like when I was younger you know you you really think that you know you can't have everything but once once you realize that you know life is in abundance money is in abundance you realize you can get as much as you want but if you if you're thinking of a place of scarcity like you thinking like oh no you know I'm not I'll never be able to make more than 50,000 a year I'll never be able to change my situation I'll never be able to get out of out of this situation at all like no matter what I do so, you know, if you think like that, it's just going to be hard. It's going to be way harder. It's going to be way harder because it's, it's, you see it all the time, especially on Twitter. It's just like a, the two different mentalities of people. You know what I mean? A lot of, it's a lot of people, especially with a lot of people doing dope things, making a lot of money. It's still the people they can see that, they can hear it. And they still like, what? Like, that ain't supposed to be happening. Like, that's what they think. You could, that's what they think in their mind. Like, that ain't supposed to, you know, especially if you're black. They like, mm-hmm. What the hell? They think you're doing some kind of bullshit or something like. It's like, bro, I'm like, bro, I have no idea. It's so many ways to. You just gotta, you gotta be open minded. Like, uh, Ray Dalio, he got this thing. He say being radically open minded, mm-hmm. and I love that because it's that's where the opportunities come in. Once you kind of you don't close your mind to anything, but a lot of people, and it's crazy because 
the least is usually the least experienced people, the people with the least information got the most closed minds. And it's like, yeah. if anything, you should be on the complete opposite. Your mind should be open like a motherfucker because you don't know nothing. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> it has to do with who you surround yourself with. And then social media, I just feel like for a lot of people, it's poison. So if you're just following those same type of people who all you do, all they do is gossip all day and, you know, just telling you like, oh, kill the rich, eat the rich. Like, that's that's oh. really what you're going to live. That's that's what you're going to think about. Like, that's that's how you're going to think. Mm-hmm. So. What you think about that though? Like, you know, that's that's another big thing as well. That like, billionaire shouldn't exist. Eat the rich. And I'm like, yo, what the, this is this, like spooky hours out here. I'm like, yo, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, what's going on, man? This kind of spooky. What you think about this? Honestly, I, I think it's crazy. So <laughs> I think it's crazy. You know, people saying eat the rich and then like their mindset is, you know, they think there's something wrong with us because they're like, y'all are never going to be billionaires. But, you know, what if we don't want to be billionaires? What if we want to be millionaires? Anybody thinks I'm a millionaire. So, you know, the, the, that eat the rich stuff, like that could potentially be you one day. And, you know, you don't you don't have to do evil stuff to make a million dollars. You don't. Yeah. So yeah. I don't I don't know about a billion dollars, but, you know, to become a billionaire, you have to make um, a massive a, a massive amount of impact on the world. So, yeah. I don't really think you got to be completely evil to do that either. And, you know, we're using a technology made from billionaires. That's that's what I say. I'm like, y'all saying eat the rich with a fucking iPhone on Twitter. Like, what the, f- like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like ordering the logic off behind Amazon. ordering off Amazon every day. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, like Zamonte, he like, he always say, he like, if those people work, billionaires it'll be something wrong was like the value they brought to the world like it was only that was just a bad product they're gonna be billionaires you do you do you bring that much value it's just gonna happen like that yep exactly yeah that's on that so that's definitely that's uh definitely how i see it so i got another question i want to ask you so uh where do you where do you what's the vision the next five ten years or do you plan on being a uh a uh, contract long term, or you planning an exit, an exit strategy? <laughs> Honestly, I'm working on an exit strategy. Like okay. by the time I'm 35, I'll be out of government contracting. But as long as the money is easy, it's it's kind of hard to leave. <laughs> so, so the money is real easy, you know, and I can do just short term contracts, like less than 60 days. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to leave that. So, um. But like just long term, you know, I just keep I, I plan on to keep investing, uh, keep growing my businesses and just, you know, trying to impact the world and help people change their mindsets, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, you and, something, so. and something I want to ask you, too, is um, what advice, whether it be like financial advice or kind of like life advice, would you give to the 18 year old that's listening to this episode wondering like or just feeling lost on how to begin their journey? Um, I, I would say, you know, don't don't care about what people think. You know, if, if somebody thinks you're not doing the right thing, don't care about what they think. Just just stick to your plan and, and follow through with it. And then I guess money wise, just just don't take on any crazy amount of debt. If you do that, for the most part, you'll be all right, because after that, it just comes down to increasing your income. Mm-hmm. Mm, and that and that's a that's a do you feel like that's a uh as a increase your income, you know, we talk about that a lot. Do you think that's a 
skill that some people just have or that's something that people could learn and, be, and figure things out for themselves? I think that everybody can learn how to increase their income because you literally could could do um, you could get a certification and go from making maybe like 30,000 and making 100,000 in the same year. So and that, that's just off of a skill you learn. You know what I'm saying? So it's not something you were born with. You, you study for it and you pass the certification and you apply those skills that you learn and you are able to increase your income. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. And, and something that I, I realized that you uh, talk about quite often on uh, Twitter is like uh, unorthodox methods of investing. Like how you'll talk about uh, luxury watches. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll talk about, uh, it was something else you was talking about. Probably like some designer bags or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, designer. You're talking about designer bags, luxury watches. You talk about that. Do you mind just uh, discussing it? Because I know some people they probably never heard of these methods, and they probably be like, "What? Like, what? What you mean? What she mean by that?" Yeah, yeah. So I mean, so when it comes to like luxury watches, a lot of people they'll think, "Oh, you know, somebody got a Rolex and they wasted their money." You know, a lot of times that's true if it's completely like iced out, bust down. You. Right, their watch is going to lose value. <laughs> so, yeah. if you if you get you like a, a stock watch, like some just you keep it retail, you don't change it. A lot of the Rolexes they go up in value. Um, like the Rolex Submariner, um, historically that watch just always goes up in value. So you know it just it just depends. You got to do your research on it. Um, but it's 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 a lot that people don't understand about luxury stuff, even when it comes to reselling shoes. Or just having, you know, designer bags. Like um, when it comes to reselling shoes, you know, you got off-white shoes. Um, you got other limited edition type shoes that, like, you might buy it for a hundred dollars and it's reselling for a thousand. So people saying like, oh, you know, that's not an asset. But if somebody got a, a closet full of shoes that is worth a thousand dollars and they only paid a hundred dollars for each one, that's not an asset. And they can literally just put it right on StockX or Goat and sell it within like a week, that's not an asset. Mm-hmm. Like they can cash that out immediately. So, mm. Yeah, and, then, and the same thing when it comes to the bags too. Like, so some Supreme bags, uh, Supreme did the collaboration with Louis Vuitton. Th- those bags are going for like $15,000 and they retail They retail pretty high though. They retail like 3,000, it's Louis Vuitton. So, right. you know, they selling for like 15,000. So you could you could sell that on StockX. You could sell it on StockX. Um, I don't think you can sell it on Goat, but yeah, you can get it off on StockX. See? No, still good return. Yeah, still good return. <laughs> and that's like I, I want to speak on that because I feel like those are methods that people are not aware of, or met, or when you do see people buying those things, a lot of times we just constantly think like, oh, look at them wasting money. Like, oh man, like you know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like, you know, why you why are you wasting money on that? Where it could be. We don't know these people's strategies. It could be something like that. that could be a method of investment that they have. They sell that we not privy of, we not too aware of. So that's that's dope game for real. Yeah, yeah. There's there's millionaire resellers. So exactly these luxury goods, they're going up, man. They're going up in price. Like a Birkin bag is one of the best investments you can get if you can get your hands on one. Um, right. You can get your hands on a Birkin. That's that's a guaranteed asset. Like it's going to go up in value. You can sell it easily. There's some Chanel bags that they always go up in price as well. So, you know, it just depends. That's very. Yeah, and it all comes back to just being open-minded. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you don't know. So just do your research and always be learning and listening. Uh, always be learning. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And the, you, you uh, like how you speak on Twitter, you speak on a lot about how, like, you can, even if, even if, let's just say, 
you're not trying to uh like use that as an investment you, you could be working hard and you could be wanting to reward yourself because you know a lot of times especially on social media it's like the idea of you can't do nothing you can't just stack your money sell your money don't spend your money on shit and it's like come on bro like let's 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 be honest we all we want to live a little bit you gotta right. live a little bit you know what i'm saying so you're gonna splurge you're gonna splurge every now and then but if you've been stacking you deserve it ain't nothing, wrong, ain't nothing wrong with that yeah no i don't i don't see anything wrong with rewarding yourself it just has to be within reason you know so if you, you stacked up some money you, you want to reward yourself you can do that so you know you just you just buy buy what you like so you know i you know me i, I buy i buy designer stuff i don't i don't try to do it all the time but i definitely do buy designer items so yeah. And there's nothing wrong with liking nice things. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. things. As long as you put the work in, do what you got to do. Yeah, especially, especially if you can afford it. Like how I look at it, I'm like, it's a one-time payment. It ain't something I got to continuously make a payment on that next right. month. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I might buy some, buy, because buy, I don't really buy for myself no more. If I buy some design, it's for her. It might buy $800 pair of shoes or something. Cool. It's done. I ain't making no payment on that <laughs> shit. And nothing. It's over with. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's that's definitely how I look at it. And something else I want to uh, ask you because, like, how I how I see you is you do a lot of dope shit. You get you get a lot of uh, good game, and people only speak highly of you. Every time I've ever spoken to somebody regarding you, it's always been at the up the utmost high regards. And I think it's because how how you move, you know, how you treat people, you give out information, and you got you got a real cool persona. But mm-hmm. I want to ask you. Do you feel as if that's something that you have to do when you give information, especially back to our community? I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that that you didn't help probably change their life just from simple shit that you put out on Twitter. Is that something that just like you feel like you have to, like you're obligated to do? Um, I mean, I don't feel like I'm obligated to do it, but I enjoy doing it. So okay. I had only started doing the consultations because it just became overwhelming. And then people, they were just, they were asking for too much and I wouldn't even get a thank you. Like I'm spending <laughs> my time doing research for them. You know what I'm saying? Give them everything they need. I don't even get a thank you or nothing like that. So I just figure, you know, my time is valuable. So I had to start doing the consultation, but I feel like, you know, people should spread knowledge. If you know something, spread it to somebody. You don't have to give them everything, but you can give them like a, a general plan like the basic concepts like a lot of people once you give them you know basic concepts they can they can get on uh they can figure out everything else from there just like uh just something to jump start them and right. get them going right. just lay the foundation exactly it's all about your foundation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a lot of people they're not going to use it but it's always going to be somebody that is it's going to it's, it's going to be worth it on your end like i'm glad i did that all right Cause I'm pretty sure there's plenty of people that you help that you don't even know. Cause everybody's not gonna tell you. Some people just like you know they low key they ain't gonna say nothing. But mm-hmm. a lot of people are, but some people not. So ain't no telling like your value that you bring. And it's only gonna good shit just gonna continuously happen for you just because of the value that you bring to people. That's how I see it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. That's 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 uh that's that's definitely how I see it. And uh, but before before we wrap up, I want to ask uh one more thing about uh. The contractor, because I feel like this is super, super. This is super, super important topic that people like. People don't never, they don't never like. You don't never hear people talk about it, yeah. especially like on those, like, yeah, like, on those people just like people really just keep that shit to themselves. Like people don't, because oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't even, I don't because people don't even, I don't even think people know to ask because that's not even the lane that like 
most people, especially the black community, are aware of. So I know, mm-hmm. I know for a fact when people hear this episode, they must be blowing you the fuck yeah. up. Like, yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, what? And I just want to say, definitely blow her up, get a consultation, because that's like, man, that's whole that could change the whole trajectory of your family. Mm-hmm. Instead of you like yeah. going through some BS here, you can get a contracting job. And I know a lot of people, especially right now. Cause I've been seeing the talks on Twitter, people saying, You black, you shouldn't do this, do that. I'm here to tell you, fuck that shit. <laughs> do not listen to nobody telling right, you. Right, right. Don't listen to nobody telling <laughs> you that. If you, like, fam, like I always say, our ancestors, we did as much work to get to this position as white people. So you would be goofy to think like, oh no, I ain't gonna, you know what I'm saying? That's like saying you're not gonna get a job, period. Right. You know what I'm saying? Still on this land. <laughs> <laughs> the starting point, if they like, all right, I'm thinking about doing this, where should where should they like start this? Okay, so starting point, your very first point is you have to get um, a, a secret clearance from the government. Yeah, you, you, you're not going overseas without a secret clearance. It's just not happening. So, uh, and then the means of getting that secret clearance, you have to land a position that requires you to have that clearance. So you need a company that's going to sponsor you to get the government clearance. So you can't just go out here and just like, some people think you can just buy a clearance. It doesn't work like that. Like you got to work a job for for a company right. at a position that requires you to have that type of clearance. So, I mean, that's that's really the first step to, you know, overseas contracting and and really just contracting in general. Because if you in the DOD, like the defense industry and you don't have a clearance, you're leaving a lot of money on the table. You're leaving a whole lot of money on the table. So if you can get up to like a top secret clearance or if you want to go to the highest level, you know, like TSSEI with a polygraph. You, you get that type of clearance, you know, you, you're guaranteed to make six figures in the States, overseas, wherever, and you'll always have a job. So, you know, that's just something that I think that if, if you want to be in this industry, you need to have it. Yep. And I know people that's listening to this, they're going to be thinking, okay, like, they're probably going to be thinking like, okay, so what could stop me from getting the clearance? So for the people that don't know, what's some things that if you got probably like this on your record or resume that may stop prevent you from being able to get that clearance. Yeah. So if you have felonies, you, you aren't going to be able to get a clearance. Um, if you, if you have any like, you know, drug charges, trafficking charges, anything like that, you're not going to be able to get a clearance. Um, it's real hard if you are in a lot of debt, because they look at that risk that you can bought out. So you could be blackmailed. So that's something too. If you got a whole lot of debt, it's going to be harder um, it's not a hundred percent guarantee that they're going to deny you, but it's going to be harder. Um, I, what else? I think, I think that's it really for the most part. Oh, you have any foreign ties? Like if you have foreign ties with like terrorists or anything like that. So I heard of this one girl, this is crazy. She, um, she ended up going overseas to study abroad and she lived with some family and apparently the family's uncle, uh, was an arms dealer and she'll never be able to get a clearance. So I wouldn't like for me personally, like I, my kids, when I have kids, they won't be doing any study abroad, anything like that. Cause I don't want any outside influences that I can't even control. Stop yeah. from having a successful future like me. So that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's really crazy. But that's, but that's like, especially when you work, like I said, I work in information protection. So I used to hear stories all the time about how people got a, they, they wife, brother, or, you know what I'm saying? It'd be shit like that. Yeah. Wife, cut. Or some, you know, they be tracing the shit back crazy. Mm-hmm. Like they go do their research. Just for the people that's listening to this, they gonna do their research. So it's it, um, it's gonna be uh, if you're thinking about oh, I'm gonna try to finesse it some way, 
it's not gonna happen. No, nah, it's not. It's not gonna happen. And then, uh, oh yeah, another thing too, like drug usage and stuff like that. Like whatever you do, when you fill out your SF eighty six, that's the form for the clearance. Yeah. Don't lie on it, because they will <laughs> keep that form forever, and they will like cross reference what you said back then to whatever you're saying at your reinvestigation or the next clearance you're trying to get. So if you lie to the government, I mean, you won't have a hard time. They either gonna put their clearance time. away completely or you know you just you just aren't going to get in you know if you lie and they find out immediately so that's heavy game right there because that sfa sf86 is very important especially when you when you trust it's pretty much like a, for the people that don't know it's them like a history pretty much like a record on you for real yeah so if you're gonna put some information on there make sure that information is valid and don't go in with the mindset of i'm a finesse the system because that's like I'm sad to say, a lot of us, we that's how we think. Like, oh, I'm trying to finesse this. You're not going to finesse them. No. So I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> not happening. So to... <laughs> they put a happen. private investigating on you. They, it's not happening. You're not going to be able to get over on a private investigator. So, you're not. They're they going to interview people you least you, expect. You least Somebody going to talk to They're going to do their homework on you. So, if you're going to go this route, make sure you're official and you're on your uh, P's and Q's and you're doing. And you're doing right, and we want to see y'all win. That's why we're speaking on today. So, you know, right. like we we want we want to see people win. Yeah. But uh, you have you yeah anything else? No, I you got sure? everything. You sure? All right. <laughs> yeah, but but uh uh, did you have anything else you want to uh um, add to it? I mean, the only other thing I'd like to say is just how if you go overseas, it's so much money to be made. I'm talking about you can make three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year overseas. So, I mean, it just it really depends on your contract. It depends on what you're doing. So, it's, it's so much money to be made. No, no, it is, and I'm I'm glad you said that because I want people to hear this. Just because, like I said, it's cool being it's dope being a business on entrepreneur, but that's not for everybody. Mm-hmm. This is an option that you know what I'm saying that you could take and you could change your whole life. You can make a shit ton of money, like we say. It's the government, bro. They they money. Basically oh. unlimited. Exactly. It's long. It's not going nowhere. It's not running out. They always got contracts. So get on that. Especially, especially if you're someone that's young, you're not exactly sure on the route you want to take. You don't got none of those things on your records that's gonna, you know what I'm saying, prevent you from doing this. You might have a degree. Look, look into this route. It might mm-hmm. take you a while with the clearances and stuff, but I promise you it's worth it. Off. And that experience you're gonna get being overseas and working with different people. It's like it's life change for real. You can't get it nowhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it'll change your whole life. It'll change your whole life. You'll have experience that nobody else will have. You know, like I, I live. My first contract was in Japan. My second one was in Taiwan. So, you know, I just have experience that other people aren't used to. Like I, I traveled around the world. You know, I'm thankful for it, honestly. And I made, I made good money, and I met good people. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the dopest part. Making good money, meeting new people. Like you've been to Taiwan, Japan. And you're not even 30 yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You live in these places and mm-hmm. did all this while making all this money. So it's like and investing. And investing. <laughs> yep. And like that's the that's the most that's the one of the most important uh, important things right there, investing throughout that whole throughout that whole journey. Yeah, yeah. And, A lot of people they'll go overseas. Now don't don't let this be you. Don't go overseas <laughs> now and don't invest no money. Like don't go overseas and not save. Don't go overseas and, you know, have some type of family situation where you got to pay for a whole family back in the States. And now you don't have any money overseas. You just you're in the same situation. You really could have stayed in the States for that. So you right. got to make sure, you know, uh, make sure you save and invest while you're overseas. Cause I know plenty of people who've been overseas for 
like 10 years and they don't really have too much to show for it. No, that's that's facts. I'm I'm glad I'm I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I want people to know that too. Like just because you go overseas, don't automatically assume that you're gonna come back with bread. You gotta do right by your money. Yep. Because I know when I, when I was overseas, when I was in Qatar for seven months, I remember before we was getting ready to come back. It's like you know we chill around, we talk shit. It'll be like at the end of it, it's like all right, how much how much you say while we here? We just talking. You know, you talk to people. Oh, I did this. I did. How much you say? Oh, damn, I'll say four grand. Four grand, it's like nigga, you might as well, like you said, you might as well stay at home. You might as well stay at home. Why, like, why make those kind of sacrifices if you're not gonna gain anything for real? You're not all your money. Facts, you missing out on your family. If you got a relationship, you missing out on your relationship. Mm -hmm. You missing out on so much, and you gonna just not say nothing. Yeah, so you, that's the thing. So you might as well, if you if you gonna uh, take this advice and go overseas. Make sure you save your money. That's what we pretty much getting at. Stack that bread because it's the time will go about. It seemed like a long time, but that time go by fast. Yeah, I was overseas for almost three years. It went by super fast. Man, you was there three years straight. Yep, almost, almost two and a half straight. Two and a half straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I did. Man, I did a year you know, in Japan. The- and then a year and a, no, I did a year and a half in Japan. I did a year in Taiwan. Yo, I already know. Right I, I already know how I go because I'm 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 just thinking the money was because I know I was in I was in Qatar for seven months and I damn near saved like 25, 25 grand and I was low rank. Look, so I'm like, you know, what I'm saying if I was there for if I was there for three years, while my rank was going up, I would at least I would have came back with at least about two hundred, close to two hundred. Easy, Is that, you know what I'm saying? It, it's easy. <laughs> you, you were in the military. Me. You were in the military. So think about you know with the contractors. You know contractors make more than people in the military. So right. think like you, we make more, and you're not paying much for living. So it, it's so much money you can you can save, man. Like I was able to do so much overseas. It's crazy. Like so, like I was saying before. So. First year overseas, I was making one fifty, made one fifty in Japan, and then went to Taiwan. I was making two twenty five, so just chilling, literally just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> what? Man, <laughs> that's 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 like, <laughs> no, that's no, that's because when I got out before I got the military, my uh my supervisor he was a contractor. He was a uh, he, uh he was a GS thirteen. Yeah. So you know that that's a pretty decent position. So uh, and he was trying to get me a contract job before I got out, and I'm like, no, nah, I already got things. I'm working on the stuff. I'm like, if all if all fails, I mean, I could always come back to this. But he was like, yo, get to you gonna be making this out the gate. I'm like, man, I'm tired of the military, yeah. man. I was like, <laughs> but but I, if if I wasn't doing this, I would definitely be doing. I would definitely be going that route. Right. That's bread for sure. And you got to be like, we both could have easily did yeah. that, and you have been going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> right because you, you could be overseas and investing in the states like it's not like it's it's hard to do like my best friend he overseas right now and he done bought six properties in the past uh two years so it, and he's financially free now and he plan on buying 10 more this year and so you know it just, it just all just depends you know it just depends on what you want to do do you want to be over there and invest, or you want to be over there and just spend all your money and live your best life. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the thing, just for people that's hearing this, and you hear like how you can just be over there stacking your money, you might be thinking like in terms of home, if you're not doing shit. But it's completely different when you're overseas because mm-hmm. it ain't really 
as much to do. You don't know that as many people. So it's way easier to just sit your ass down and chill. Yep. <laughs> it's way easier. Yeah, because stuff, yeah. It, it adds up. I mean, if you if you're out and about, like if you traveling all the time, you could spend so much money traveling overseas because you're already overseas. So all those countries you wanted to go to, it's way easier to go to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way, for real. You can just, just chill, relax. If you into video games, get you a video get you a video game, read you some books, invest. You can, you can occupy your time outside of work. Right. You come home, caked up. Mm-hmm. We sound like we uh damn uh, ambassadors for the damn. Uh, right. <laughs> right. This is like, damn. They gonna be like, damn, fuck this. I'm about to do this now. <laughs> right. yeah, the last thing I want to say about it was, um, so overseas work is always available. Like once you go overseas once, you can always get back overseas because nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to be away from their family for, you know, a year at a time. And, you know, you, you can't come back home that much, depending on your contract. Like, if you want to spend a lot of money traveling back and forth, you can do that. But some contracts, you just can't leave that often. So, you know, if, you, if you've if you been overseas, you can always go back overseas. So that's why some people are like, you know, why are you leaving so early? I mean, if I want to go back, I can go back tomorrow. So you know, yeah, it, it just mean. depends on what I want to do. Cause that's, that's that's very true. Like that you said, that's 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 super true. I never looked at it like that way. Cause most of the contractors you will see, a lot of the times it's people, cause it, it fits it fits best for people that like don't got no kids. Yep. Probably they probably got a wife, but it's probably them, or they could be single. Mm-hmm. And as we know, most Americans, especially over the age of thirty, that's not their situation. They got kids, probably got a wife, or some kind of fi- family dynamic, and it's. Like as you said, it's plenty of room, opportunity to go over there. Yep. A lot of people they don't they don't do want to do it. Yep, they don't want to do it. So they either don't want to do it, they don't have the clearance, or they don't have like the experience you need to do it. So, mm-hmm. Damn, <laughs> I hope y'all listening, yeah. especially if you if you young, you ain't got no kids, you ain't got no you ain't got no uh, crazy uh, relationship dynamic. Even if you're in a relationship, you can still do You can still do it. And then so that's the thing, too. Some of the contracts, you can bring a spouse with you. With you, right? You can bring them with you. <laughs> so you're right. really chilling. Like, I don't think they have spouses with them. I'm glad you brought that part up because I forgot about that. You could definitely bring it. Like, if you marry, so like, some situation, you can bring your wife or husband. And your kids, too. Kids, too. They pay, they pay for all of it. They pay for all of it. And this shit might sound unbelievable to some of y'all, but y'all ain't never heard of it. Y'all might be like, what? No, nah, trust me. This shit is real. It's it's real. Like, and it's a it's a boatload of opportunity. Like the gut that's one thing about the government when it comes to contract and the military, especially with certain branches, especially if you like Air Force type how we was and contracting, they take care of you. Oh yeah. Good. They take care of you. <laughs> They say good care of you. That's why a lot of people get in and they never get they the never money leave. Out. Right? They never. Leave. It's not. It's not. You can't really compare it to the typical job at all. It's it's, yeah, to- all. it's totally different. If you ain't never did uh, dealt with it before, you wouldn't even really understand it until you got in to see like how much they take care of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in uh, wrapping up, we just want to say you already know. We definitely appreciate you coming on. Like we've been looking forward to this episode for a long time. And I, I, I uh, really love this conversation because I know this is a different route that a lot of people probably never heard of, never like nothing, not, not even thought about. So to have you on here, give our game on that as well as other things, 
Like it's 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 I can't I can't tell you how much we appreciate it for real. Yeah, thank y'all. I, I appreciate y'all for bringing me on. You know, I want I want people to know about it. This is definitely something that they don't want us to know about. I could promise you. And then the, a lot of people who do know about it, like us, they don't want to tell nobody else. They just tell their friends. So. <laughs> no, facts. That's facts. I know firsthand. They do not Mm-mm. like. I don't know. It's a lot of. It's people got a lot of conspiracy theories or a lot of shit. But I could be the. Uh, I could vouch for this one specifically. They don't want you to know this because it... <laughs> right, it'll change your whole family life. Like I, I got my cousin overseas. He just, he just went overseas in September. He's in Kuwait. Like so, you know, that's two of us that have made it overseas now. Um, so, it, you know, that's that changed our family traje- trajectory, right? Trajectory. Yeah. But with your cousin, how long was this process? Uh. It it took him maybe like six months of like really working hard, like trying to get it. Like, but he, you know, we already have our clearances. He already had it. So, uh, but it took him like about, probably about six months of really trying. Like for me too, from the from the time I started my first contract, it probably took me about six months total to get overseas. That ain't nothing though. That's worth it. Mm-hmm. That's worth it. Yeah. That's a small. So yeah, like. Man, like they, they definitely, like you said, they definitely the people and the people that do it, they don't really talk about them much for real. Like you wouldn't even know. You probably see them yep. mm-hmm. at your local grocery. They, they ain't really gonna say much about this. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, 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 so first of all, I want people to understand how rare this conversation alone is because you probably ain't never heard of this conversation before. I know most people haven't. Yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah, especially <laughs> if you don't know anybody in the military or or anybody in the defense industry. So like it really depends on where you live at too, because you know, the government's not everywhere in the United States. Like their main presences, they aren't everywhere. So they only in specific areas. So if you're not in the military, you don't or you don't live in those kind of areas, like me growing up in, in Arlington, Virginia, like I saw it. So I saw it firsthand. And then my dad too, like so I'm I was surrounded by it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that makes sense. That probably makes you more like uh willing to do it too, because you know mm-hmm. like that that probably that fear was gone in oh, your yeah. head. Like, yeah. man, you should so, probably buy BMW cash and a house cash. Your fear is you're not even gonna be scared. Oh, <laughs> that changed everything. Yeah, right, especially with especially with us. Yeah, we you know we think about getting fly doing this and that. You see that? It's like what? Yeah. Yeah, that's game. <laughs> <laughs> that's game. That's game. But yeah, before before we let you go, do you mind plugging in all your stuff where people can get a uh, consultation where they can follow you? Everything, pretty much the book, all that. Right. So uh you can follow me on Twitter at capital underscore SB. And then if you want to book a consultation, it's bookwithbees.com, bookwithbeez.com. And then to buy the book, it's uh financialstarterkit.com. Cool. Cool, cool. Oh, Giftize too. Download Giftize. Yeah, Giftize as well. Giftize as well. I'm trying to make sure we plug everything. We don't forget. Make sure you follow her on Twitter. Yeah, uh, follow. Yeah, follow her on if you're on Twitter or even if you're not on Twitter, get a get a Twitter and follow her because she give out game all the time. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a valuable person to follow. And we just want to say we appreciate you. Like we know we we've been looking forward to this for a long time. So I'm so happy we was able to get this done. And I know the people gonna they gonna love it when we uh. When, we, when they hear it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I know so many people looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People be, people been hitting me up for a minute regardless. Every time I say who y'all want to be on the podcast, people hit me up. Get bees on. I'm like, yo, we already been you can't we already, right. already been working on it. I'm like, you can't hear it. I just like, okay, okay, I see. I'm just testing the temperature. But, yeah. 
Yeah, but yeah, that's that's uh all we got for you. Like I said, we definitely appreciate you. So yeah, thank you. All right, thanks thank for having you. me on. Yeah, yeah appreciate right. it. Well, that was another episode of the Millionaire Mindset Podcast with Bees. Like she said, she gave her all her information and uh info. If you want to reach out to her, get in touch with her, all that. We like we said, definitely uh get in touch with her, follow her, all that good stuff. The book of consultation, everything. And then wrapping up for those who don't know, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Xavier C. Miller. And you can find me on Instagram at Deanna Kent and Twitter Deanna S. Kent. And that's all we got for y'all. Appreciate y'all for tuning in this episode. See y'all next episode. Peace. On the way to the big check. You ain't know I'm up next till I'm on the way. You ain't take a risk because you're too afraid. I'm going to just eat till I'm overweight. On the way. Oh, a lot of shit on the way. On the way.